Hello and welcome in, ladies and gents. I don't think any ladies listen to this podcast. Who are we kidding? Gentlemen, I'm here to get you prepared for another edition of the Team Narwhal 6 Fantasy Football League podcast. As always, I'm your host, Stephen Patterson, alongside the one and only Eric Colness. Eric, how are we doing today? Oh, we're doing we're doing great. We're back. Another week hiatus, but we're back. You always know we're coming back, boys. <laughs> Eric is uh, coming armed and dangerous, essentially. I am. I am. I've just been shooting. Oh, I just put 250 rounds of ammo down range, so I'm all hyped up on testosterone, ready to go- make this the best pot of all time. <laughs> There's not much else that can get you hyped up more than that, I feel like. Honestly, yeah, that is it's up there. <laughs> all right, well, let's. Let's get into it. We had a pretty exciting week five, um, and I think week six has has just as much fun in store, if not more. Um, before we get into recapping week five throughout the league, um, let's go through some league news. And I picked out a few topics of interest um, to discuss with you, Eric, um, just briefly that I think everyone in the league might be wondering um, wondering what, what some of the games from week five in the NFL – mean in terms of implications for fantasy uh the first thing that i picked out that that colts chiefs game you know we we saw what detroit and matt patricia drew up against the chiefs offense and then coach and frank reich get with his defense and come out with another good game plan against the chiefs eric is the book out on the chiefs offense (laughs) they figured it out or is this merely a result of a, a culmination of a lot of a lot of things not going the Chiefs' way right now? Um, and quickly, quickly, I'm gonna hit you guys with this. That, did you hear that, Stephen? I, I got it. That was the sound of a Bell's Two Hearted Ale being poured or being cracked and poured. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that kind of what the thing that both those teams did was they ran uh man defense or man defense right a lot of man a lot of qb spy yeah a lot of man a lot of qb spy and i think that i mean small sample size but it worked both those games i think but in terms of like the second part of your question are they figured out it's like it's hard to put a real i don't i would say no obviously but um like Mahomes in that game did not look as healthy after he kind of got that nicked and nicked or whatever and couldn't um, roll out as much. And he's similar to, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. Well, he'll the, the biggest plays Mahomes makes are ones where he's doing crazy shit and the play kind of breaks down, you know. You saw so, it on that first touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah. And that first touchdown was insanity. <laughs> he, he ran like 20 yards back, rolled out right, and then, you know. Got back to the line of scrimmage through the touchdown. That was down video the middle. Games, Yeah. Um, so I think that him kind of getting hurt like that was honestly probably, in my opinion, and obviously I'm not a NFL scheme expert, more important uh, to the lack of offensive efficiency for the Chiefs than necessarily the man defense and the QB spy was. Um, I don't know. what what What's your kind of take on uh, how teams are approaching uh, handling Mr. Mahomes? So, so I'm not disagreeing. I'm not going to disagree with your take at all. Um, one thing that's interesting before I give you my take, um, they did show a stat: the Colts over their past, I think, I think they showed 15 or 20 games. The most amount of man defense they played in a single game before this past Sunday was like 
30, 30-something percent of the time. Mm-hmm. They played man defense 72% of the time in that game on Sunday. <laughs> and they played a lot of single high safety. Let me ask you this, Eric. If Tyreek Hill is on the field, can you play man defense with single high safety? You, you cannot. He'll, he'll just you cannot. run past you. <laughs> he will run past you, and Patrick Mahomes will make you pay for that. I think that the O-line injuries, I think Eric Fisher being out is is a big problem. I think they need to go out and get someone while they get the O-line healthy. I think they need to run the ball more. I think if they just ran the ball more in that game, it would have slowed down the pass rush and would have backed the safety or brought the safeties up, you know, and, and maybe yeah. given even more one-on-one opportunities. But also, without Tyreek out there, they were able to play physical man defense, and the other receivers on the Chiefs just weren't able to get open against physical man coverage. Um, which is frustrating. I think Tyreek back changes the way that defenses have to play against the Chiefs. For sure. I think I think if the O-line can play better and they can run the ball, we'll, we'll see the typical Chiefs offense. I, I, I don't think the book is out, but I think the recipe for the way you have to try to play them is, is out yeah. there. Teams are adapting. Teams are adapting, but I don't think you're going to be able to play that style of defense consistently when you have a deep threat like Tyreek Hill on the field. Or a guy, it, it's not even the deep threat part of it. He can take a slant and take it to the house too. Um those are all things you have to be wary of. So I agree with you. Um, I'm expecting the Chiefs offense to bounce right back, especially with Tyreek Hill being back on the field shortly. Right. And it's a it's a it's a testament to Mahomes that like he can do still do what he does with the receivers he has. They're not bad, but it's like Nicole Hardman, who was he? Demarcus Robinson, who was he? Freaking Pringle? Pringle Byron Pringle, Kansas State's finest. Dude, like, you know, so agreed. Speaking of McCole Hardman, he struggles to catch the football, man. He does. He, he kind of fights it. Was Damian Williams healthy? Or was no, he, no, he should have caught that touchdown, though. Yeah. Yeah, not sure. but I mean, he was out there plenty. And LaShawn basically got benched after fumbling. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to our next topic. Um, Thielen, Diggs, Vikings passing game. What, what, what do you make of it, my friend? <sighs> I mean... The, you could definitely tell, I mean, maybe the Vikings were blocking out the noise of uh, the external media mob, but they definitely passed the ball a lot more that game. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> the, the, yeah, that was the most obvious Kirk Cousins bounce back game of all time. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, seriously. Like, set up perfectly. They're playing the Giants. <laughs> They're going to get the ball plenty with a defense facing a rookie quarterback that has, like, nothing to work with right now on their third running back. Um, and yeah, you kind of knew he was just going to force feed Adam Thielen the ball. This is a squeaky wheel kind of situation. Um, I still think Stefan Diggs is just as talented as Adam Thielen. And I think that the two of them are going to be just as frustrating at times as they were last year, but also potentially, you know, just as, um, have just as much of a, a ceiling both at the same time as they did last year, where, where both can eat in a single game, which we haven't really seen yet. But I think that's a possibility. Um, that that offense is just a very matchup dependent right now. Any teams that can rush the passer are going to make that passing game ineffective because Kirk Cousins is our quarterback, which <laughs> literally makes me want to puke those words. Have you seen his pizza range commercial? No, that sounds like the worst thing ever, though. Guys, or is it- go look it up. <laughs> it is so on brand, Kirk Cousins. He, I'll lay out the premise for you real quick. It's like he sits down with his, his black buddy at, at this table at Pizza Ranch. 
and his buddy <laughs> his buddy asks Kirk like what what kind of slice did you get man and Kirk tells him whatever it is he, he got and he said they made it special just for me and his buddy's like yeah they'll do that for anybody it's called buffet your way and Kirk's like trying to like argue like no because I'm Kirk Cousins they're making it special just for me oh my god go look it up oh, oh man if you guys have something to go do after the show's over, go look up Kirk Cousins' Pizza Ranch commercial. It's so on-brand Kirk Cousins. All right, I'm enough talk about it. I imagine in my existence. Kirk Cousins is probably so awkward around black people. <laughs> it has to be, right? <laughs> anyway, it has yeah. to be. All right. But, you know, the Vikings, uh, I mean, people forget the Vikings have played some good defenses. I mean, Green Bay, obviously, has been good this year. Chicago, where, you know, our pass rush is insane. So, yeah, I think that a little it was a little early after everyone was kind of freaking out after that Chicago game. But, anyway, I digress. All right. I think we're on the same page there as well. Um, third topic I wanted to get to. So, Melvin Gordon was back this week and after and was not nearly as effective as Austin Eckler. However, the box score is a little bit deceiving. If you watch that football game, I think maybe like half of Austin Eckler's catches came in like the last five minutes. Fifteen. Just like flipping him the ball and saying, "Go, go, buddy, get what you can." Um, I I don't know what to make of the backfield at this point, Eric. Um, neither one of them are RB ones for me at this time, but neither one of them are as bad as flexes. I think maybe both are like. RB two ish guys, you just don't know which one's going to score each week. Is is kind of how I feel like it is going forward. What do you think? You're saying you think they're going to be both RB two ish going forward, right? That's what. Yeah. That's your, okay. Um. Yeah, I think the Melvin for the like, the dude has been played in yeah, for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Uh, Mel, I mean Melvin, he hasn't played football in forever. I mean, he sat the first. Four weeks, you know, so I think that I kind of saw this coming. Not a lot of production on Melvin week one back. Um, in terms of how I see both of them, I think, yeah, I, I would probably agree with you. I don't think that Eckler is going to continue to be. I think he's overall running back two right now. <laughs> I don't, I think those numbers are definitely going to drop off. Um, Definitely. I mean, you already brought up the point about his 15 catches. Basically, like, half of those were in the fourth quarter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would say that I don't think you're um, particularly – it's not tragic for Brett that Melvin's back. But um, I wouldn't say this first week for Melvin's indicative of what it's going to be the next 17 or, you know, or until week 17. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on our boy. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. So obviously, I, I, I said you know RB twos for now. That I, I, I mean that is near. T- oh, okay, near okay, point. understood. I think beyond that, like obviously, we all know Melvin Gordon's a better player than Austin Eckler. Melvin yeah, Gordon straight is up. an exceptional talent and should be a bell cow. And I think he probably gets back to that. Um, I, I'm estimating they're just easing him in. Yep, agreed. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was no fun. We didn't even debate. I have one more topic. A surprise topic. I didn't give you this one before before the show, Eric. Oh, I'm down. All right. Um, I did think of this one on the fly. So one of the one of the surprising things for this week for me was the output of Mike Evans. Is is Marshawn Lattimore? Dude, is Marshawn Lattimore just an elite? That's what it was. Man cover corner. Or, That's what it is. Or do you have just or do you have cons- other concern for Mike Evans? 
Um, no. I literally think that's just what it was. And I, I feel like with how good Chris Godwin is, I think Chris Godwin has potential to be just as good as Mike Evans, and he's been showing it these first five weeks. Um, I feel like if they're getting Mike – or, uh, excuse me, um, Godwin is open – or him is available as he's been in the passing game, obviously you hate to see – uh, Mike Evans not catch a pass, but yeah, I think uh, Lattimore being on him was really was really kind of the story of that game. Um, but catching zero is, yeah, that's rough. Catching zero is rough. Catching zero balls is tough. Like, um. like, I don't, like, do they have like was it Lattimore and like was like the safety like lean it like were they? I don't know how hard they were game planning towards making sure Mike Evans didn't do anything, especially given since they have a lot of films showing Chris Godwin's very much capable of uh, putting up huge numbers, um, not getting as much attention. But, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, not sure what to think. I'm not going to act like I watched the All-22s or anything, because I didn't. And I, to be honest, didn't get to watch a whole heck of a lot of that game. Um, <clears throat> from what I had heard from some other guys that break down film, um, Lattimore, Lattimore actually followed Evans around basically everywhere he went, slot, outside, left, right. right. The Saints basically said, we think Mike Evans is the more dangerous player still. Um, Marshawn, go. Opposing defenses are approaching those two receivers. In my mind, Mike Evans is still, like, I think Chris Godwin's going to be a very good player. It is all. I think Mike Evans is still the superstar talent out of the two. And I think the fact that NFL defenses are treating it that way um, also should say something about that. I yeah, think that better days ahead for Mike Evans. I'm not concerned yet. Yeah. I mean, Mike Evans had 1,500 yards last year. Like, teams are looking at Mike Evans and they're like, we cannot let this guy blow us up. So, but I want to put too much track. A good beer. I, I just cracked a natty light. So that's where we're at. Honestly, though, I was actually kind of embarrassed when I was reading off Bells too hard because this just seems like a podcast we should be drinking natty, but whatever. Bells too hard is great, though. All right. For all the boys, drink Bells too hard if you want a nice sipping beer. It's a good time. All right, that's all I've got for league news. Eric, am I missing anything? Or are you ready to move on to the next segment? No, I think I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, cool. Um, real quick, we're gonna recap. Uh, we're gonna recap the the scores from last week, and then Eric and I are gonna uh, say real quick what our, our biggest surprise was from um, from the National Football League um, in Week Five. So, I took a surprising upset victory over Douglas and knocked him down to three and two in a tight one that came down to the Monday night game. Um, the Westboro Christians. Uh, just pummeled tackling sap mortality, 174 to 115. Pretty impressive output. The, Brett, the old dumpster fuck. Brett's team is a wagon at times. Um, King of the North, JJ, got another win. Um, I, I really thought Eric had, had that one locked up um, yeah. when a particular Green Bay running back tried to put the team on his back. Trust uh, me, JJ, JJ took care of uh, quote unquote Nate, knocked him out one sixty two to one thirty nine. JJ's team has looked like a wagon at times. Yeah. Whoever he plugs in at receiver just keeps going bonkers. Um, I told you I like some of his sneaky like late round guys, and they're 
making things happen. Look, I said something nice about your team, JJ. Um, Don't let him then, fool you, JJ. <laughs> the absolute horse of the league, Alec, at a league best four and one, uh, put up a modest 126, but that was plenty enough to get by Nolan's team. That How, how many points did he score, Eric? Uh, oh, 98. 98. Didn't quite break 100, um, despite getting 13 points from his kicker. <laughs> True. Hell of an effort. Um, so that's how the league went down. Eric, what was your, your biggest surprise, uh, either from the NFL in general or, or a particular player or from one of these matchups this week? I mean, I'll go a particular player right <laughs> off the back, and I think you already know what I'm going to say. Aaron Jones, what the fuck was that game? Holy shit. He and Dallas's deep people were saying Dallas's defense was good. The Packers have not had that great a running game, even though Aaron Jones has been talented. The dude <laughs> carries the ball for 107 yards and four touchdowns, almost had five and 75 receiving yards for almost a record uh, uh, fantasy points for that. Blew, blew my mind away. Um, I knew Aaron Jones had a high ceiling, but just I was never remotely expecting him to have this type of game uh, in Dallas. So I think that that right away comes to mind. I don't want to steal yours, but the other one that's a ginormous point scored, most points scored in fantasy since 2017, Julio Jones, was Will Fuller, fifth of his name, who I'm pretty sure yes. was, oh no, was a free agent because I picked him up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Oh, he almost also had five touchdowns, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he uh, uh, got tackled on the one-yard line for another touchdown. So, yeah, just some – some some, and there's a few other players that hit huge games. Just a lot of giant games this week, but Aaron Jones and Will Fuller 5 definitely um, did not see that coming whatsoever. Don't worry, you didn't take any of mine. I went pretty under the radar with my biggest surprise from the league. Um it's the Raiders offensive line and the implications for Josh Jacobs. If you, if we had had a podcast last week and I was picking out duds, Josh Jacobs probably would have been on my list um, because I figured the bears front seven would stymie them. And what I saw in London was that Raiders O line looks like they can go in the run game. Um, I don't know if that's going to hold up and be consistent. And I don't know what the difference was this past week, but i Really impressed. I know that's probably a sore subject with you, Eric. But uh, yeah, well, you agree got... that that Oakland O line at times. I know Hicks was out, um, but that Oakland well, O line just looks like they can go mash anybody, man. No, they no they, they they definitely did look good. And even before Hicks went out, Jacobs busted out a few good seven yard runs through the tackles. Um, but no, I think that game is a is a a <clears throat> what's the word? I don't know, symptom of Akeem Hicks dislocating his elbow and being out the entire game. Like, he is our run-stopping player in that. I think that when our backup, the team kind of fell apart in terms of stopping the run game. However, uh, I do agree that the – even from a pass rush standpoint, I don't – did we sack – I don't – did we sack Derek Carr maybe one time? I know we got some pressure on him, but – yeah, I don't know those stats in front of me. I, I think he had at least one. Probably maybe had one. Yeah, I think we, I think we had one uh, sack. But anyway, yeah, no, I uh, definitely love love Josh, Josh Jacobs week one. He fell off a little bit. 
but putting putting up a um, the score he did against that Bears defense was uh, pretty impressive. Good, good yeah. choice. And I agree with you. Maybe it's so. Maybe it's more impacted that I'm that I'm giving credit for um, Akeem Hicks. That O line go mash against anyone was kind of something that I I right. wasn't really expecting, and to pass protect like they did, let alone against a Bears defense that still has a lot of other great players in the front seven other than Akeem Hicks. Um, so I, I was really impressed. Um, that was that was my biggest takeaway. I'm, I'm the Raiders. Offense being functional as a whole, I think, because of that O-line, um, gives Josh Jacobs a lot of upside moving forward, which is exciting. I, I kind of like the kid. I think, I think he might be a good player. For sure. And I'll have you know, Alec Dumpster Nolan, despite Mike Evans, arguably his best player, scoring zero, and Deshaun Watson, who put up 41 points, being on his bench. And the, yeah. just, just had to throw that out. And he got 35 points from his defense. Oh my god! I actually, honestly, I didn't even see that. I didn't even notice that. Holy shit! Okay, so I guess that kind of offsets it. That was kind of lucky, but anyway. Mike Evans, Philly defense, same thing. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> yeah, swap those, and that would be more normal by far. Yeah, that would have been a much more acceptable outcome. <laughs> oh, Mike Evans, thirty-five. Told- that sounds about right. Good game, Mike. Yeah, if I told you that if I told you the Philly defense is going to score Mike Evans at all, you probably would have said, "Oh, like the Philly defense scored like mid-teens and Mike Evans had like 10." Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. The NFL's wild, man. Yep. No one knows anything. I love I love this league. All right. Let's move on to our next segment. It's one of our favorites. It's the Chris Hogan Memorial Player of Week 5. Eric, you threw out a bunch of candidates already. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what are you thinking? Um, no, go, go ahead. No, I won't. I won't. I already have mine chosen. I won't take one that I already took. And usually, my I, actually, I, I, never mind. I'm not going to explain my strat of how I choose my Hogan's hero. I'm going to keep it under the radar. But ooh, see if we pick up on yeah, it. See if you guys pick up on it. But my Hogan's hero of the week this week isn't someone that blew up for a giant point total. Um, but it's Kelvin Ridley. Uh, oh my guy! Yeah, Kel- Kelvin. He might have saved me. Yeah, no, Kelvin Ridley is just an incredible player. He was, he played at Alabama, right? He did. Um, great in college. You you saw the talent there. You knew this guy would be a good uh, NFL wide receiver. <clears throat> and for whatever reasons, the Atlanta Falcons are just. They have so much talent on their team, but they suck so bad. And this is the funniest dichotomy ever because they shouldn't, they should not suck. Um, but anyway, the point is, Kelvin Ridley, with all his talent, has not performed um, as good as maybe someone, someone like maybe someone like you, Stephen. Uh, but this week, uh, catching five catches for 80, eighty-five yards, <clears throat> eighty-eight yards, and a touchdown, getting you almost twenty points uh, to put basically to put you over. Uh, uh, Doug here um, was a it, really really good to see out of Kelvin though. So Kel- Kelvin really is my my uh, Hogan's uh, Memorial Player of the Week. Uh, well done, Kelvin. Congrats. Congrats. Um, all right, are you ready for mine? <coughs> born, I'm born ready. We gotta go. We've got to go to a game that I did not foresee being a shootout, but turned into a shootout in Carolina. <coughs> and I'm gonna go. To a man by the name of DJ Baby Chark, yeah, um, JJ. You, 
JJ has been sifting through the Jacksonville receivers, just like cycling through them seemingly like every week, trying to figure out which one's going to stick. He, he had Didi on the roster for a bit. It actually seems like both might be productive now, but baby chart. Eight grabs, a buck 64, finds the end zone twice um, on 11 targets. 36.4 fantasy points based on our scoring system. Uh, what a week. I like the kid. He's big, yep. physical. Um Great hands, uh, knows how to use his body. I like him, and he he's my he's my Chris Hogan Memorial Player of the Week. Well done, Deej. Let's see let's see if the Fighting Minshews can keep this momentum going. And I actually like them this week against New Orleans at home. Who? Bold, but I love it. Maybe more on that later. All right, enough from Week Five. Week Five is in the books. It's time to look ahead, boys. Week Six is mere day away. Um, as some of you are getting excited for a lackluster Thursday night football matchup. Um, but before we get there, some waiver action happened overnight this past evening. We're going to go ahead and recap a little bit of it um, and talk about some some notable moves that were made throughout the league. Um, I'm going to start with my favorite move because um, this was a move that I was potentially interested in making. Um and that was to get Will Fuller. Um, so Dark Helmet, Eric, went out and, and snagged the guy who just went bonkers. Um, I, I've always liked Will's talent and his potential in that offense with Deshaun being such a good playmaker. He might be a little bit volatile, but we've seen him have stretches where he's red hot and seemingly catching you know, multiple deep balls every week. I'm interested to see if that... Um, if some of that momentum continues off of that Atlanta game. Um, and he gets to go against a Chiefs secondary that isn't exactly performing at a high level right now. So also interested to see if maybe he sneaks his way into the lineup at some point soon for you. Um, that was the mo- that was the most notable pickup for me. Eric, did you want to highlight anything else? Yeah. Or you can talk about that move if you'd like. No, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, you know, scraping the bottom of the standings here, I – I'm constantly trying to find, <laughs> you know, improvements to my roster on the waivers. So I think that Will Fuller, uh, tech, the Texans offense has been inconsistent to say at least the first few weeks. And I feel like, you know, I don't want to get too hype on one game, but they kind of, they're clicking a bit. Um, Deshaun Watson's uh, one of my favorite players in the NFL. That guy is so smart. It's so fun to you know, hear him, you know, that, 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 that video you sent me. And then the week before, you also talk about the defense. And how they're, yep. they're defending them, uh, so yeah, I'm pretty. I'm honestly, I'm pretty hype on the Houston offense. So I'm, I'm pretty glad to have gotten Will Fuller. I guess the other, the only other thing I'd mention would be uh, uh, Doug is actually kind of in a similar situation to me, trying to find a quarterback that works. Uh, ba- yeah. ba- Baker. Uh, is Minshew Magic the answer? Yeah, is Minshew, I love the guy. Is Minshew Magic the answer? Um. Who do they, who's Jacksonville play? Oh, it's the, it's the Saints. They play the Saints. New Orleans. Yeah. So, oh, yep. um, it'd be. It, I think that's an interesting pickup. I honestly think it's uh, maybe more risky than some of maybe the safer players that you don't have high of a ceiling out of. But I, I that's a play that I would also make. Um, so I think that's a pretty solid pickup for Doug, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but beyond that, I got I got nothing else. No, I, I think that is a I think that is a fine call 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you, you picked oh, up Chris sorry. Herndon. I did. Who is he going to play? Back from... So they're not sure yet if he's going to play off his suspension this week. Um, that is that is TBD, my friends. Um, I had a couple tight end options in mind. Chris Herndon is who, who we're rolling with for the time being. I'll keep an eye on his status as we get closer to Sunday. Um, unfortunately, that might put me in a bind. Um, if it ends up not not working out, that he's going to be a go this week. But that's a risk I'm willing to take. I like his talent. And when Darnold is back, um, I think he's actually, you know, potential top 10 tight end moving forward at that point. But Dude, and tight, tight end is yellow anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like any 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 of them could be decent in a given week. If you can if you can beat out the Jason Witten three for twenty eight stat line, like yeah, you're you're maybe rosterable. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's basically it, right? Dude, you know I'm starting Jason Witten in my other league. It's it's happening. It's bad. <laughs> Let's go. Let's rev it up. Um, that's about all I had. Maybe the last thing to mention. I like the D.D. Westbrook pickup. He, you know, I've been a D.D. Like I've been like kissing D.D. Westbrook's booty for like a year and a half now. Um, telling telling you guys that I think he's a really good player, and I'm still waiting for it to really really happen. But he looks solid on Sunday. I think that was you yeah. know maybe maybe things are coming together. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot too. I just don't want to like stroke my own cock too much. But yeah, no, I'm. I'm trying to piece some stuff together, Stephen. I'm working on it. <laughs> no, the the moves you made were moves that I potentially wanted to make, but I, I'm not salty or anything. <laughs> we're good. All right. That being said, we've got week six previews to do and picks to make. Eric, are you ready? I think I think I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get right into it. First matchup. We've got a two and three brunch with Daniel Scones team led by yours truly going up against the league's number one team, Mike Hunt, Alec Underwood. This is uh this is gonna be a fun matchup this week, Eric. I'm I'm getting all revved up for it. How about you? This this is uh, this is one of my favorite and not just because I'm I'm in it and have a chance to take down a four and one team, but yeah, no, basically that. Just need to just need to Get Alec off his his pedestal a little bit. Need to go get this one. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Me too. Tell me what you're seeing in this one, bud. Um, yeah. Off off the bat, I could see this being a battle. I think I'll start. I'll start with you. you want me to start with Alex's side? I'll start with yeah, Al. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Al's got some glorious matchups, man. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, you got. Now see, this is where Alec, I'm gonna I'm gonna plead to you. You have Lamar Jackson against Cincinnati. Horrible, horrible defense. You also have Deshaun Watson against Kansas City. Horrible defense. You have the two best quarterbacks in the NFL from a fantasy perspective at this current time. Anyone. I'd be down. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. Um but, this 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 turned into a this, this took a turn. Yeah, sorry. All right, I didn't mean okay. All right, I'll get off. <laughs> no, good. No, keep going. I'm sorry, yeah. But uh, just make a trade offer on the podcast. That'd be a first. Uh, I've tried. I've tried to trade out a lot. I don't think he's interested in giving up either. I, I'll just say this, Al. You have two quarterbacks that are really good. You don't need two quarterbacks that are really good. You could get a lot of value out of either of them at other positions to make your team even better. Think about it, Al. Anyway, um. <laughs> 
that that's gonna be a decision for him though. Lamar Jackson and Sean Watson. <laughs> Um, both both Sorry. of those quarterbacks, you can easily start. I'm not going to tell you who I would rather start because I don't want to. I don't. I'm not going to tell you. But um, both those guys, I could see scoring a lot of points this week, so I like them. Um, another another interesting note, and we kind of touched on it, Stephen, already is where are we go? Where, where do we stand with Mike Evans? Is it is it is it Chris Godwin season because Mike Evans is, uh, the teams are focusing Mike Evans. Or is he going to come back to form? That's an interesting one as well. But I think the the highlight of Alex's side of the matchup for me, and maybe you might see this coming, but is Golden Tate. The New York Giants do not have a wide receiver at all. And Golden Tate is the number one. He's the guy. Now, he hasn't done shit this year, at least as far as I'm concerned, right? I don't think he has. And he's going to get the Stephon Gilmore treatment for what whatever that's worth. Um. And he is going to get the Stephon uh, Gilmore treatment. They are playing New England, but I, at the very least, I think it's an interesting play. And he might catch a million footballs in garbage time. He could catch, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I don't hate the play, like, and I actually kind of like it. <laughs> like 18 catches is legitimately a possibility. Yeah. So I think because they have no one else out there. Right. They have no. They have nobody. Ingram's hurt. <laughs> Um, now you maybe you worry about uh, Daniel Jones' accuracy. I know we were texting about on Sunday, like Sterling made that crazy catch in the back of the end zone that Daniel threw like eight feet over his fucking head. Um, but <laughs> that should have been a touchdown. Yeah, should have been. Yeah, yes, <laughs> triggered. But anyway, um, yeah, some 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 interesting stuff going on Alex's side, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint what you're gonna uh what you're gonna see, um. From the boys, uh, anything, anything else you 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 like? Maybe your dislike? Um, interesting takes on uh, Alex side. Let, let's stay on Golden Tate for a quick second. Yeah, let's play a fun game. Let's play a fun game called. So Sterling Shepard's out, right? Barkley's out. Gallman's out. Ingram's he, he out. Ingram. Yep. So so out of the out of the other pass catchers on the New York Giants, potential pass catchers, there are one, two, three, four wide receivers and three other tight ends on the roster. That's seven players. Can you name any of those seven players? Let's try. Oh, no, not one. We'll see how many no. you can get. No, zero. You, you get zero? Wait, besides the ones you mentioned that aren't playing? Yeah. I could pr- Who's the other tight end? Um, no, I don't. tight end options? Are Rhett Ellison, Garrett Dickerson, and Caden Smith? <laughs> dude, I couldn't name shit, dude. What are you talking about? I don't know anybody. Your, your, your other wide receiver options: Cody Latimer. I, I might have gotten that one. Okay. IU. Yeah. Darius Slayton, Cody Core, <laughs> Cody Core, Cody Core, Russell, Russell Shepard. <laughs> Amba Etatawo. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know if these guys are real. Dude, this and sounds the like... everlasting and the everlasting Corey Coleman, oh. who's still on IR. Corey Coleman, okay. Oh, he's on IR. Okay, sure. He is. That, that sounds like you. Like that was like an NFL wide receiver name generator. You just <laughs> right. Amba Etatawo. Dude, he's the um. He's probably like some like African track star, but like in Africa. <laughs> I'm gonna look him up later. <laughs> um, 
all right, so my point stands. Golden Tate like could catch 18 footballs tomorrow night, um, which would be good for Alec and a bad, bad thing for me. I'm interested to see what he does um, in his second running back spot. I'm guessing Joe Mixon is locked in loaded. Um, yeah, he's going to be with Jacobs and, and Montgomery, both on a bye. Um, does he have another running back on the roster? I'm looking right now. He doesn't have another running back on the roster other than yeah, Kareem, like Kareem. Yeah. Um, So interested to see what move he makes there. I might just go stash all the running backs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have play one. I think he's fucked regardless. I don't think, yeah, running I don't back think there's much out there. So that's maybe a concern. You mentioned it. Lamar Jackson playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati's second worst pass defense in the league. DVOA. Um Michael Thomas gets to go against a defense that doesn't have um, Jalen Ramsey. That sounds fine. Mike Evans is going against a team that plays a lot of cover four, um, but on the outside they play relatively soft. Um, He should catch more than zero footballs this week. I don't know. I I, I think uh, I think I think you hit the head on hit the nail on the head. He's uh, he's got upside. Um, He's got plus matchups this week in a lot of areas, Um, but there's no one that I'm like expecting a crazy blow-up game from either. I think this could be a battle this week. Um, <clears throat> if we go over to my side real quick, I have the never-ending fun of choosing a quarterback as well of Russell Wilson at Cleveland or Tom Brady against the New York football giants, who are a very bad pass defense. Um, I'll let you guys in on a secret. I'm probably going to roll with Tommy, <clears throat> even though he is not currently slotted in my lineup. Um, I think it could be a nice night for – the New England Patriots throwing the football at home. My wide receivers, Eric, are a conundrum. Um, yeah. To some extent. I got some talented guys. But is it is it sad <clears throat> that I almost trust Calvin Ridley against Arizona's secondary more than I trust Odell or Stephon Diggs to be consistently involved in their offenses? It is sad, yet I would 100% agree with you. 100%. Um, that being said, uh, going against Alex team, I don't think I can get too cute this week. I think I'm gonna have to roll with the studs and hope they play like studs for once, which hasn't been the case yet. And then the RBC situation, obviously Mark Ingram has a plus matchup as well. Like Cincinnati can't really do a whole heck of a lot of anything on defense. Um, and other running backs want to buy other than Damian Williams. And I'd like to see a little bit more out of Dame, um, see if he's really fully healthy. You kind of mentioned that in the pre-show um, when we were talking about the Chiefs. Um, so that'll be interesting. I don't know. I've got a couple decisions to make as well. This game, this this matchup feels really beating me right now. I, I, I'm, I'm having trouble making heads or tails of how this is going to go, how this is going to play out. Yeah, I think. Oh, also, San Francisco's front seven is legit. Gurley could have a tough time on on Sunday. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, exactly. What I was about to say. I think that you worry for Todd Todd Gurley against San Francisco offense. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't remember the stat, but they have like the second best offense in terms of like. Uh, it's 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 a, it, it's escaping my mind, but yeah, San Francisco's defense looks or I meant to say defense defense looks. Oh, really good. You have two running backs, both that are two. You have Todd Gurley, two, and Mark Ingram, two. That's Today awesome. I learned. Today I learned. Um, but, yeah, no, you worry about uh, Todd a bit against that matchup. Um, Russell and Tom's going to be a decision. <laughs> Russell has been 
he's been heavy with how good Russell Wilson's always been. He's still, I'm pretty sure, having a career year. This might be his best stats he's ever had. Dude, he's insane. If you don't um, think he's a top five NFL quarterback, I think you're wrong at this point. You're wrong. You're so wrong. Pure, he is. That dude is just pure talent on the field. He's so good. Um, you gotta love Mark Ingram against Cincinnati, like you said, plus matchup. Um, but to your receivers, I'm gonna reiterate this again. I I totally agree. I think you trust Kelvin really more than you trust Stefan Diggs and OBJ, both in kind of mediocre matchups. Um, Stefan Diggs has had it's he's it's been weird this year, man. I know he's talented, but with whatever Minnesota's offense is doing, he does not seem to be um, getting the love. I know they ran the ball a lot in the first few weeks. Um, We won't be able to run the ball this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then OBJ, oh my God, that like, obviously like cleaving that dick down, they looked good against Baltimore before. So like who fucking knows, but like even the way they used OBJ was pissing me off because like they were running him like jet, like they didn't throw passes. They, they, they like the first play of the game, they ran a double reverse pass play to, from OBJ to Jarvis, which was cool, I guess, but whatever it was gimmicky as fuck. And then they ran like three jet sweeps with him or something. Yeah. It's like, it's like, dude, just like, can we, game plan around getting this guy open down the field. Maybe they did. Obviously, I'm not an NFL coach. I don't know. But, I mean, you got a guy like OBJ. I mean, Baker's got a good arm. He's accurate. Um, I know he hasn't been getting time. He's getting right. He's um, uh, he's getting hit basically on every play. He's not as mobile as some other quarterbacks, blah, blah, blah. But I definitely am not super excited about your uh, wide receiver stack here. Um but no, you got a lot of upside, and I agree with you totally. You just got to roll the studs and just hope you get someone to pop off. Agreed. No disagreement. All right, I think we spent enough time on this uh, this one. Let's pick it, buddy. Yeah, you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead, dude. I'm gonna go with Al. I'm sorry, dog. And the thing is, the thing is, I almost it's I, it's hard because I don't think he has a he he's not gonna have an RB two. So, but even despite that, and I know your team has a lot of upside, I feel like his upside is great. Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Lamar Jackson, or Deshaun Watson, whoever it is, I mean, those three could could, could put up, you know, fucking, those three could put up 120 points, you know? So, um, I think I got to go with the guy who's been rolling, Al's 4 and one um, You do worry about the RB2 here, but, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Steven. No, don't be sorry. Um, one thing to note before I make my pick, <clears throat> interesting thing, as of right now, if it stands, Alec and I will be starting two defenses against each other that are playing against each other. On oh, that's actually hype. That's awesome. Interesting fact. Yeah, that should be fun. And that should be a fun game, I'm sure. Uh, Kyle and I will be texting back and forth during that one. Um, I'm going with Alec as well. Um, and I have nothing more to add on that. I'm taking Alec. I don't want to talk about him more. <laughs> So, that was a lot of build-up for me to make that pick, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, a lot of build-up, a lot of build-up. All right. Yeah, well, let's move on. Let's move on to our next one, boys. Um, we got two two and three teams squaring off. So this is relatively important. One of the teams is going to get back to 500. One of them is going to be sitting at two and four. We've got um, King of the North, Flatline, taking on, quote-unquote, Nate Pajenski, the, the Kareem Hunt team, um, who is a quarterback that's going to be looking to bounce back this week at home. 
Let's go over to flatline side of the football first. Um, do you want me to take the? Do you want Jesus to take the wheel here? Yeah, um, go for it, bro. Eric. All right, cool. Let's do it. Um, one thing to note: as of right now, Flatline needs to make a couple lineup decisions because Evan Ingram will not be playing football, um, and he also has a defense that's on by. So, a little bit difficult to, to maybe predict uh, what he's going to do for those two spots. Um, I'll start with the quarterback. I'm fully like the Jets' defense is is actually pretty solid, but I'm I'm kind of expecting this to be a get right spot for Dallas on Sunday. Um, frankly, they haven't played very well at all the past couple weeks. They've been embarrassed. The Kellen Moore play calling that we were used to seeing, at least especially in the first half or first three quarters of that Green Bay game, was gone. I think we started to see it a little bit um, late in that Green Bay game. That, but I think Green Bay also just mm-hmm. decided to start playing softer. I'm kind of expecting a bounce back here from Dak. Um, I've got no problem with that start if that's who he chooses to go with over Aaron. Um, on Monday night, um, that's kind of a coin flip for me. I'm interested to see see what route Flatline goes goes with there. Um, the other guy that stands out to me um, is Julian Edelman. He had a huge game last Sunday. He's basically Tom's number one target right now. Tight ends are really thin position, and it, it seems like he and Josh Gordon are still working um, on getting timing and and you know route structure and things on the same page. It's it's not quite synced up yet. Um, which means that Jules is the go-to guy and he needs to go against a secondary that, like, if he's playing in the slot, the nickel corner, I couldn't even tell you the nickel corner is for, for the Giants, but I'm sure he's horrible um, yeah. because neither of their outside guys are any good either. Um, he could eat on Sunday. What are what are you seeing here, Eric? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely going to be a decision at QB because I think Aaron Rodgers against Detroit is also going to be pretty glorious. Like, that game I feel like is going to be pretty high scoring. Um, after last week, maybe you think Aaron Jones might take away a few touchdowns away from Aaron. So, um, but I agree. I don't think you can go wrong with Dak or Aaron. I'd probably go Aaron actually, but I mean, what the fuck do I know? I'm one four. Um, uh, other points, uh, Juju is kind of a tragedy. He was looking good in that game, don't you think? Until I thought he looked solid. He looked solid. That Marlon, Marlon Humphrey peanut punched him. Yeah, so it was pretty it was a real shame. Yeah, so I'm not too hype on Juju this week. Um, at flex though, it's always nice to be able to flex in a fucking monster and Tyler Lockett here. Yeah, uh, has been just absolutely great. They're playing Cleveland. Cleveland's soft. They can't rush the passer that much, even though they should be able to. Uh, I see. At least a touchdown on a Tyler Lockett this week. I really like that. Um, they're at flex. Um, David Johnson also in a pretty heftily plus matchup against Atlanta. I like Kyler Murray here. I know it's not relevant to this game, but I like. I also like Kyler, so I feel like David's in for a uh, you know a pretty solid week, um, given how good of a player he is and good of a fantasy performer he's been in in the past. Um, so yeah, a bit a, a lot of stuff to like on uh, um, the the uh, Brandon Lavery. Uh, oh god, flatline. <clears throat> Excuse me, flatline's team. That was weird. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Forgive me. Um. Yeah. No argument there. Also, re- real quick, Antonio Hamilton or Grant Haley. Those are your options to play inside corner for the New York Football Giants. Yeah. No idea who no either of those people are. 
my point stands. <laughs> let's move over to let's move over to Nate's side of the football. And I'll I'll let you speak first on on this occasion, young Eric. For sure, yeah. I think when you look at Nate's side of football, you 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 got some big names out here. You got you definitely got some studs, and he's got some options too. So I think that you you probably I mean you. I mean, I'm not going to tell him what to do, but Melvin Gordon, you probably start him at your flex. Um, Cooper Cup's been a beast this year. He's not in the plus matchup. San Francisco, as we've uh, spoken about earlier, um, I don't think that kills him, but I, I think he'll be fine. But um, his upside's maybe a bit capped against San Francisco. Um, I think probably the the – the biggest point that I'll make, and I'll just throw it right back over to you, um, on Nate's team would be DeAndre Hopkins has been a bit of an enigma this year, a bit of a bit of a disappointment. And another thing that I brought up, you know, uh, earlier in the pod is you watch those Houston games, which I have been, and they're they're slow, they're 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 getting it. Um, and he's getting targets. It's just, you know, can DeAndre Hopkins be the wide receiver, overall wide receiver one like he was uh, last year, I'm pretty sure he was. Um, and today, today, this weekend is the week to do it because they're playing the Chiefs. And as is me and Steven say every single pod, the Chiefs cornerbacks might as well be traffic guns. So I expect a large game out of DeAndre, especially given he hasn't had a big one besides week one <clears throat> uh, yet. Um, but yeah, now I'll throw it over to you before I start talking about everybody. No, yeah, I was. There are only two names you need to know that tell you all you know about his this week, and their names are Godwin and Ken. Yep. Um, they're not great. You speak the true truth. DeAndre awarded me. It should be this week, um, unless the Chiefs actively look to double him, which the Chiefs did. Do bit of with T.Y. Hilton last week. Oh, did they really? Um, they did. They were not your number one. So maybe they're exactly certain. I'm waiting. I think it wouldn't shock me in this game. I'm actually going to disagree that I wanted to mention. I love Cooper. And let me tell you mm-hmm. I think that San Francisco's pass rush completely, like, eliminated Cleveland passing together and so much means that is actually in the pass rush can kind of kind of hide um, that they're just okay and maybe their outside corners are good Sherman whatever Cup plays mostly in the slot I think Cup is gonna have to be the guy when they're wanting to move the football this Sunday because of the San Francisco pass rush and quick easy throws for golf because that line is not going to hold up against San Francisco's pass rush. Um, and I like, I like Cooper Cup in the short passing game to be effective. If it's not him, it might end up being Gerald Everett. But I'm expecting one of those have uh, have, have the target share this week. Yeah, no, I think you, uh, you basically hit the nail on the head. I agree. Uh, Delvin Cook has a pretty rough matchup against Philly here. Um, but, yeah, interesting point about Cooper Cup and the short – the short stuff across the field against uh, San Francisco. Um, but, yeah, let's pick this one, man. All right, let's do it. I'm going to give it my, my best shot here. I'm, I'm going to roll with Kareem Punt, and 
I, I just like I, I think I like the upside of his wideouts and a bounce back from Mahomes. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you here, dude. Uh, I think there's too much, despite some of the matchups that I'm not as much of a fan of with Cooper Cup and Delvin Cook, and even Philip Lindsay against Tennessee. Um, just the upside with Mahomes, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, even the uh, the negative matchup guys. Got to give it to Nathan in quotes. I like the pick. All right. We've agreed on both. I should be taking this down over here. Let's move on to our next game. Um, we got a matchup of a, a three and two Glock and my Amari team by JJ taking on a somehow two win Tyreek's babysitting service team led by Nolan. Sorry, Nolan. I just keep taking shots at you. It's easy, man. Uh, a very proud two and three team. I take that back. Um, let's go ahead and look at uh, look at Nolan's squad first. Um, Eric, I'll let you take the reins, my man, and then I'll I'll follow up with both sides. <clears throat> yeah, no, Nolan's squad um, it fucking sucks. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> no, totally kidding. Um, yeah, but. Definitely a pieced together roster. Um, if yeah, I think a lot of this week for Nolan is going to depend on if Tyree Kill plays. Do you know? I don't. I don't remember what I've seen. Um, He's supposed to play this week. Yeah, but I think if you're Nolan, you love to see uh, Tyree Hill back. You definitely don't like starting Marquez Valdez Scanning and Jordan Howard. Um. If there's going to be a, a th- uh, two players that I like, it's definitely the running back stack. I mean, Zeke Elliott against the Jets. I, I could see this being a huge Zeke game. I think it actually might be to the detriment of Zach, if we would go back to the other game, but, or Dak, excuse me. Um, I could definitely see Dallas going up big against the Jets, um, who are bad, and Zeke just running the ball for over well over 100 yards and a touchdown or two. So, like Zeke, um, like Leonard against New Orleans as well. <clears throat> Um, I could definitely see a touchdown from him. Right receiver, stack Cooks and Scandling, I think is fucking garbage. Jordan Howard, I know he had a good game, but meh. And then Minnesota, or then, excuse me, Carson Wentz against uh, Minnesota, also kind of hate. So basically just not a fan of Nolan's team besides his running back stack this week. I'm Thoughts. with you. I absolutely love the running back stack, and then I and then I get concerned about how much will Cooks be able to. Get Does Howard get involved at all? Again, this all changes if Tyree Hill plays, and you get to plug him in in one of those receiver spots. Right. That that could be the difference. Um, Tyree Hill takes a long one to the house that can that can make make or break your week. Um, so this one's a little tough to predict, but those are definitely the things to keep an eye on. I don't have a whole heck of a lot to add to what you said. Um, instead, I'm going to go over to JJ's side. Want to know what's scary about JJ's team? What he has to sit, he has to sit Darren Waller, T.Y. Hilton, and Marlon Mack this week, and he just gets to reload by plugging in guys like Derrick Henry, DJ Chark, and Austin Hooper and Devontae Adams instead. Um, Filth. He's got, he's got depth. Um, <clears throat> And the guy that I am most excited about this week, which this probably sounds dumb coming out of my mouth, I've said it every week, Eric, who is the worst team in the National Football League at stopping the tight end? It is the Arizona Cardinals. 
And guess who gets the Arizona Cardinals this week? It is Austin Hooper. Uh, yeah, for that reason, Austin Hooper locked and loaded top five tight end this week. Um, excited to see what he can do. And he's got the Matt Ryan stack on top of it. Um, we'll see We'll see if Matt has a decent day throwing the football. You mentioned earlier that Atlanta team's an enigma, but I'm, I'm betting that Hooper's going to be um, getting a high percentage of the target share because for whatever reason, schematically, that I don't necessarily understand, Arizona can't cover the tight end. Um, and then I mentioned earlier my guy DJ Chark. Um, really excited about him. He's going to get the Marshawn Lattimore treatment this week, though, by my estimate. I don't know if that's what you're foreseeing as well. Um, and obviously, we're not in the Saints, you know, defensive coaching staff's brains, so we don't we don't necessarily know if that's the plan either. If he does get the Marshawn Lattimore treatment, um, you're wondering what implications that has for his fantasy outlook. And lastly, Derrick Henry is going to be in a slog of a game with two teams that want to play really slow. Um, I don't know if that's going to be conducive to his fantasy output or not either. I think he needs to score a touchdown to have a decent week this week. Um, I'm not expecting a huge output from him in terms of yardage. Um, so a mixed bag on, on JJ's side from my my perspective. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I agree. I think my biggest point was going to be I was just assuming that Lattimore is going to be on Chark. Maybe that's not the case, like you said. Who knows? But definitely, as much as I like DJ Chark, uh, a little worried about you know what his upside could be um, against New Orleans. Um, my other point would be DJ's like, like similar size, similar size. Yeah, very similar player, Mike Evans, right? Right. Um, so, like, you know, how much of that? You know, back to the, you know, how much was it Lattimore? How much was it? weird freak look, you know, who knows, but <clears throat> my other point would be, uh, Devonte Adams, I'm not sure if he's going to play. Yeah, I know he's sure listed as questionable toe, right? here. What's that? Toe, yeah, it's like he's got turf toe or something, so. I think so. Um, yep. It, you're not pumped if he doesn't, because it's like Chris Thompson, who has a nice matchup, but he's been mediocre. Uh, Rashad Penny, no. Muhammad Sanu, also no. So, I think a lot of JJ here is probably going to hinge on, you know, Devontae Adams' plays. But, uh, yeah, he's just, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of players, man. And Matt Gay. He's got Matt Gay. Oh, I forgot about Matt Gay. Big Matt Gay guy. Big Matt Gay guy. Big Matt Gay guy. And he's going to London. Does he seem like a tea and crumpets guy to you? Mac, oh, for sure. Look at this guy. He's a redhead, too. He's got a neck beard. For sure. He does have that. Um, one <laughs> thing I want I wanted to ask you about this matchup, actually, not to throw a wrench into our, our plans real quick before we pick this. What are your thoughts on James Conner with uh, your boy Devlin Hodges at quarterback this week? Dude, I don't know. I personally um, am not a fan of any Steelers player right now given how much of a trash fire that team is with all their injuries. Um, so, so yeah, I would, I would, I would say not, I would say not pumped, but I wouldn't necessarily Same. be a hater of a, a different take. I don't know. I, I would say not pumped though. Yeah. I'm not thrilled about it either. I don't know if it's like a significant downgrade for him, but it's not better. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, agreed. That being said, let's pick this. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. 
I, I'm going to continue fading Nolan in these picks. No, nothing more to it than that. I'm taking JJ. I I picked Nolan one week and got it right, and now now I can't go back to that well again. That was it. <laughs> You're just going to live on, die on top. Live on top. I don't know. What's the term? Uh, yeah, totally agreed. I, I, I can't. I will not pick Nolan. I can't. It's just not in my in – my, it's not my blood. I will not. Um, but in actuality, I do like JJ's team more this week. So, clocking my Amari to pick up his fourth dub. Okay. So far, we have been on the same picks for each, which I have recorded. So, we will be able to go back and look at this. Let's move on to our fourth matchup. We've got a three and two Westboro Christian squad led by Brett Fechner taking on the one and four Dark Helmet led by my co-host Eric Holness. Um, Eric, I would love to let you talk about your team first. Yes. Oh, dude, it is. I know we didn't have a quarterback. I know we didn't have a pod last week, but you should have seen – or no, you did see the team that I started. It was rough. I tried my best to put something together, and it actually did – I thought up, you had it. And it actually did pan out pretty good. I put up 134. I know Aaron Jones was 50 points of that. But, dude, is this league a tilter for me right now? I, I, I'm not – okay. Let me get on my podium of rant. I could easily be 2-2. Two two. I lost – Two matchups by less than seven points. Um, obviously, my mistake, I could have won this week if I had started Josh Allen or Michael Gallup or, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, it's been it's been a tough road, man. It's been a tough road, and quarterback has just been fucking impossible. Everyone was telling me Jacoby was the boy last week. Clearly wasn't the case. Um. This week, I am a bit more excited, though. Uh, I don't want to get too hype. Obviously, I'm playing Wes uh, Brett, who's been absolutely dicking everyone down. Um, but I do like getting Kenny back. Um, matchup's not great, but I'm happy to have another receiver. Will Fuller 5, you already know. Already in the lineup, straight up. Plugging him in against Kansas City. It's happening. Don't care. Um he, I do have see a lot of single coverage. Yeah, um, I do have a lot of depth depth at wide receiver, but it's basically like choosing who to play. So, um, I think I'm probably going to go Larry, but I also got Josh Gordon and um, Marquise Brown and, uh, uh, and Michael Gallup and Didi. I know, dude, it's a fucking struggle. It's like you know, one of those guys is going to go for twenty. It's just I need to pick the right one. So. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I always like I always like players that are playing Atlanta. Yeah, no, no, that Larry is my current play, but you know we'll see if that changes um, going into the weekend. I could see the argument for for Flash. Yep, you you could make an argument for all of them, in my opinion. <laughs> like right, like you yeah, could make you an could, argument for Gallup. He's going to get PJ Williams or whoever instead yeah, some of some fucking uh, random instead of Lattimore. Lattimore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. And then also Sony Michelle, man, the Patriots are they getting the are they getting the run game going? Is it happening? Is he back? The, the later in the year it gets, the more the Patriots will run the football. That's how it is every season. So um, I'm there's there's a glimmer of hope. I'm really really fucking pissed. I dropped the one on four. I texted you on Monday how seething I was. Like I was not even mad that mad on 
was it Monday I lost or Sunday? I don't remember when it actually ended. No, Monday? Was it Monday? I don't know. Sunday night. Uh, but I was pretty triggered. So I, I'm liking the lineup this week, but if I drop the one and five, it's going to be rough. Um, sorry. That was probably long winded, but, uh, I don't know. What do you, hey, you needed to, you needed to vent. You needed to explain to the, the listeners what we're, what we're dealing with here, how we're going to come back from one and four and be a playoff contender. Um, yeah. So I think that the Kansas City has like bananas scoring potential written all over it. And the fact that you have two key pieces from that game and Will Fuller and Travis Kelsey is exciting to me. If I were owning those players, those are players that I'll probably look to try to get in like daily fantasy lineups this week. Um, I already mentioned my thoughts on Larry and your potential outlook for a couple other receiver options. The other one I wanted to mention was Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, if Kyle Juszczyk is out, which I think it's only a knee sprain, he might play. If he were to be out, I'm wondering if it's going to be difficult for San Francisco to run the ball, in which case Jimmy's going to have to throw it a lot. And um, as good as that old line has played for San Francisco, the D-line for the Rams is one of their strengths. I'm interested to see a little strength on strength there, how if Jimmy can get it done. Obviously, you're just kind of streaming this week. If you could get like 202 touchdowns out of Jimmy, I think you'd probably be pretty happy with that um any any disagreement there if not i'm gonna go to brett's side of the football no no yeah i think jimmy is jimmy's he looks good but is he gonna do the fantasy is he gonna do the fantasy stuff yeah i don't know he's a good real life quarterback for right now we'll (laughs) see if that transitions and he doesn't really have a lot of playmakers at receiver. So that, that hurts as well. Let's go over to Brett's side of the football. And I was going to start to like really delve into this. Um, Jared Goff's O-line is not great. And the San Francisco pass rush is kind of great. Does Nick Bosa kill Jared Goff on Sunday? (laughs) He's fucked. (laughs) Could be trouble. I'm interested to see how McVay approaches slowing down the, San Francisco pass rush to keep Goff clean and give him easy throws. Um, oh, no, no, dude. Jared Goff is very bad. He's like he's like a Baker. Maybe he's better than Baker. He's better than Baker. But he's he uh, against the uh, pass rush. He's f- absolutely terrible. It's not great. Um, that being said, now I'm going to ask you a question. What are the odds that Christian McCaffrey doesn't score a lot of points this week? Um, zero. Okay. (laughs) Zero percent. Yeah, Tampa Bay held him in check in that Thursday night game. I have a feeling they're not going to be able to do it again. Christian seems like a big London guy to me. Christian definitely, he he definitely, he's a London pub guy. He just, like, hangs out with the old dudes. Um, I also really like the matchup for Keenan Allen this week, and he was kind of quiet last week. I'm expecting that to not be the case this week. No one in that Pittsburgh secondary scares me. Um, and then we're we're left with the Chris Godwin, Robert Woods potential blow up, potential like catch three balls for 45 yards combination. Um, <laughs> a little bit difficult to kind of handicap what what. Um, some outputs are going to be for Brett other than maybe 
I expect CMC, Keenan Allen, and Kittle to do their their normal work. Um, anything you wanted to, to note in particular on Brett's side of the football? I think we kind of know what we're getting here. Um, one thing to note that I mean, maybe I'm obviously you know, Chris Chris Godwin is the number one fantasy wide receiver in football. Wow, the the so number we just saw one. What DJ Chark indeed he did to that defense last there, week. There is no one better in fantasy football this year than Chris Godwin. Will it continue? I'm going to go on the limb and guess that he does not finish as the number one fantasy receiver. I do not. I would probably agree with you. But I'm going to take the field there at like minus he's been a beast. Nod. Let's pick this one, bro. Let's pick it. All right, let's do it. This is tough, man. I really want to take you. I can't. I, I got to go with Brett. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Fucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, what are you doing, dude? I am gonna get fucking ass blasted, ass blasted. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. Okay, so this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna. I think that I made some good decisions with my lineup. I think I did the best I possibly could in my in in my own brain. That's why I like to think I did the best I could. I still yeah. think Brett might beat me by forty. <laughs> but, I don't know if I agree with that. I oh yeah, I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating, not forty, but I'm I'm definitely not optimistic about my chances this week. I think Brett's gonna get the W and I'm gonna be deep down in the hole. I needed to beat Nolan. I lost the Nolan, dude. Nolan. Gosh. Alright. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Oh man! All right, let's uh let's move on to our last matchup. We still haven't disagreed yet. Maybe we will on this one. This is maybe the matchup of the week. We get two three and two teams battling. We get Alvin and the Chub Monks led by Doug taking on tackling Sal Mortality led by the one the only Kylan Harris. Um, I'll go ahead and get uh get things started with Kyle's team, which I, I have mentioned in the past that I I like Kyle's team a lot. Um. Le'Veon Bell, man, I think he's probably flying under the radar for how good a football player he is right now because of how anemic that offense is with Luke Falk at quarterback. I'm sure Kyle is waiting so hard for when Sam Darnold is back just so that Jets offense can be at least start to become what we thought they they might get to this year. Um, We all know Le'Veon's good, but um, until they establish some semblance of a passing game, I'm nervous that his output is quite limited. Julio Jones gets a very nice matchup this week against Arizona. Um, he's one of the guys that I would look to maybe outperform his current current projection. That game actually feels like maybe it could get me because it just feels like Atlanta can't stop anybody. Um, and then when they get into chuck it mode um, – yeah, I don't really see Arizona being able to stop them. So if there are a lot of points scored in that game, I kind of like Julio's chances to, to go off. And then his boy, Tevin Coleman. Tevin's back, baby. Um, Yo. That running game for San Francisco looked good. Um, I think that running game is very dependent on whether or not Kyle Juszczyk is in the lineup. So uh, check your practice reports to see if Juice is going to be out there or not um, as we get closer to Sunday. I think that could be important for – for BDT. Eric, thoughts on, on Kyle's squad? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, agreed on Le'Veon, man. I think that with how talented he's just ca- talented he is, is he's just capped uh, by being on a very poor offensive team. Um, you're not pumped about that. I also carry on off the bye um, you like, but they're against Green Bay, who's been uh, good. Um, I do like Jameis here. Uh, I made the mistake of dropping Jameis. I know he didn't do anything crazy. Does he seem like a London guy to you? <sighs> Dude, I feel like Jameis might be a London guy. Jameis might he be might a London be. guy. Um, I actually, you know, I actually do uh like Jameis here. Um, oh my god. Hmm. Playoff. Playoff Kershaw, man. The Dodgers bring playoff Kershaw in, try to close the game out in the eighth, up three to one, and he just gave up back to back homers to Rendon and Soto. It's tied three three. No way. <laughs> Pure. Oh comedy. my god. Sorry. You can continue, Classic. but no, it's all good. That is that's so funny. Hysterical. Um. Yeah, and then I think uh, Tyler Boyd's been good all year. Um, Baltimore's defense has actually kind of been like whatever. Like I don't know. Like people just still think they're good. They're I mean, they're not bad, but they're um, they haven't exactly been as high performing of a defense as kind of they get credit for. So I don't hate Tyler Boyd like maybe some might in the matchup. Um, and then Tevin against the Rams, like you said, San Francisco's <laughs> offense looked great. Their offensive line is uh, nutty, and um, both Breda and Tevin looked good. So I would look for him to uh, also have a good performance. Um, for Kyle this week, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's all I got on Kyle's side. Uh, well, one more thing to add on Kyle's side: I love his defense against a Giants team that has no no one to run the football or catch footballs this week. Oh yeah, dude, Pat's Pat's D all day, all day. Pat's D all day, absolutely. All right, let's go to let's go to Doug's side of the football. Um, I guess I guess it's still still on you if you're good to go. Um, yeah, I think the, the, who's on Doug's, let me look at who's on Doug's bench too. Cause I'm not sure if he has a decision to make at flex. Um, but I, I mean, like Alshon Jarvis, Carson, Aguilar, Rojo. There's some guys there. Yeah, he's got some guys, but the current guy he has in there, I actually really like. I, Terry has been, has been really fun to watch despite being on a very discombobulated team. Terry's got a, uh, he's he's got a team this week, Stephen. A team by the name of my the Miami Dolphins. I know Washington just fired their their uh, head coach. Bye, Jay. Bye. I know Colt McCoy starting, right? Maybe. Uh, I don't know if they've announced it yet. Um, but regardless, they're playing Miami. Terry's a beast. They just fired their head coach. The team's going to want to come out and show some stuff. Terry might be their best player on offense. Oh, sorry. They, they announced Case Keenum's going to start. Oh, okay. Um, honestly, that makes me probably more comfortable. Uh, um, so I actually really do like um, Terry this week. I think that's a fun start, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what he does. Uh yeah, and I think Doug might have found his guy in Phillip against Pittsburgh, who's fucking horrible. I definitely think that, that is a fine start. Does he start Gardner? 
who knows? Gardner's the riskier pick. I think Phillip has a higher floor, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, what do you got? What do you got on this side? So <clears throat> I like what you had to say there. Um, Terry obviously gets a a pretty plus plus matchup this week, but I think D- Doug's got good, you know decisions to make. I think Cortland Sutton's a pretty good player. I like. Mm-hmm. Love his speed size combination, but I mentioned it earlier. That game is going to be a slog, man. Like there might not be thirty-five total points scored in that game, um, which definitely limits his upside. Like all Tennessee wants to do is play defense and run the football, and I don't think the Broncos can do much to stop that. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Doug chose to swap him out with um, with one of those wideouts he's got sitting on the bench. He's definitely got options um adam thielen gets to go against a questionable secondary this week the question there is going to be can the vikings o-line hold up against a good um philly front four to give him enough time to to hit you know a guy that's already a great route runner when he's playing against good corners and you know this week obviously gets a, a really banged up philly secondary um with only a couple guys that were you know are you know a couple of the guys are basically guys off the street at this point, right? Yeah. Um, that that should be interesting. Uh, lastly, Alan Kamara. Um, I love the guy, man. Watching him play football is fun. I'm excited, and I'm sure Doug is for when Drew Brees is back because the offense just isn't quite the same with Teddy. I, I know Alvin keeps having solid um, fantasy outputs, but it just feels like. You know, he's a low-end RB1 right now, where I feel like with Drew in the lineup, we feel more like he's a high-end RB1 with the chance to be putting up, like, 30-plus points. Yeah. And it just feels like that maybe isn't in the realm of possibility for him right now, unless he's scoring multiple touchdowns. Um, so that's just something else to think about. Overall, I, I, I like the lineup that Doug's running out there this week. Um, and I love the fact that he's got so much depth. He is one of the deepest teams in the league, I would say, um, as far as running back and receiver depth and the ability to kind of kind of mix and match guys, um, which I think could be a benefit to him this week. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, let's take this one, Eric. This one's probably hardest for me. This is probably most difficult. <sighs> yeah, this is the game of the week, in my opinion. I think I got. I think I got to go, Doug here. I think I'm going to go Doug. I think I just like – I like the Kamara-Chubb stack and uh, Thielen more so than I like uh, the combo of Julio on, and Le'Veon. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it's so close. Like, you, I mean, you could easily go the other way, but I'm just going to take Doug. Fuck it. That's all I got. Obviously, I know that Doug doesn't have a defense in there quite yet. Um, so that would obviously bump his projection by, you know, five to ten points, whatever. I don't understand how the projection disparity for this game is so wide. 132-ish for Kyle and 111 for Doug. That seems really wide based on the rosters. Uh, I hate to for us to agree again. With one caveat, I'm going to pick Doug's team. I just like the roster that he's rolling out there um, a little bit better this week. Um that's maybe dependent on how he fiddles with his wide receiver two and flux spots. Maybe there are two caveats there, but the first caveat being the X factor in this matchup that could wreck our, our handicap on this one, Eric is the Patriots defense. Yeah, I know. That's just, just thinking that that's that, that <laughs> could be 
that could be the thing that that totally wrecks what we foresee. So that's going to be interesting. Thursday night could actually mean a lot for this matchup. Um, I'm just not sure how the Giants score, and it doesn't shock me if they turn the ball over plenty and maybe defensive or special teams touchdown for New England. Um, That would make things really interesting. All right, boys, we made it through our week six picks. Let's uh, let's go to our last segment, and then we'll we'll close this bad boy out for you um, on this fine Wednesday evening. It's our favorite segment. I'll do the honors this week. It is. Show me what you got. Speaking of which, I hope you all seen the Rick Morty season four trailer. Oh, it's great. It looks. It. it looks legit. I'm excited for it. All right, Eric. Show me what you got. Who who are we who are we calling out this week? Who are we calling out? Um gonna have to make this pick on the fly. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I, I can go first if you would like. Yeah, could you go first? Sure, I can. I'm calling out Dark Helmet, my co host. <laughs> <laughs> One in four, oh, man. One, one in five would be a, a pretty rough start. And it's a tall task <laughs> this week because you're taking on the wagon that is the Westboro Christians. But let's see it, man. There, there are a couple matchups that we like this week. Sony Michelle could see the, see the football a lot. We've seen what Aaron Jones can do. Will Fuller could score five touchdowns again. I don't know. We've seen crazier things happen, man. Um, mm-hmm. The seemingly impossible could be possible this week. Show me what you got, Eric. Let's let's see if we can let's see if we can steal one and 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 show the league that you're you're right in this thing with the rest of us. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'll do my best. Yep. Let's do I'm, it. I'm I'm very motivated by your show me what you got. Um, I so. yeah, I think mine. I keep coming back to it, even though maybe it's not necessarily most ideal. Show me what you got, pick. But for me, it's DeAndre Hopkins. This dude's supposed to be the centerpiece of Nate's team. Hasn't necessarily been that way for him. Um, he got about as glorious a matchup as you can possibly get. The Texans are kind of rolling a bit in terms of uh, points scored. Uh, show me what you got, DeAndre Hopkins, because I'm 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 feeling a thirty point plusser out of you here. So let, let me that know play. that you're you're actually the number one overall wide receiver in the NFL if you if you actually are. I absolutely love that pick. I am actually kind of sad I didn't think of that as well. But I, 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 I'm hoping that my little motivation helps your team get to, get to a victory this <laughs> Thank week. Thank you. Honestly, the, the vibes you've sent my way have already made me more positive about my team. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> All right. That's our show, boys. Eric, do you have anything else to, to close out? I'd like to say one thing before I let you say your closing remarks. JJ, please notice that I – a did not say anything necessarily bad about your team this week, and I picked you this week. So, yeah, I told you you, you beat a good team, and you start to get get respect. You've it's 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 getting there. That's that's all I've got. I hope that's good enough for you. Keep keep winning football games. And Eric, my words, my words for you, JJ, would be that Stevens only only picked you because you're playing no one. <laughs> 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 just kidding, just kidding. No one, I know, if you're listening, you do have a better record than me. I know. No one was, listens a week late, apparently. Yeah, I know, I know. You you fucked me up. You beat me. I'm sorry. But, 
don't know. It's fun. I'm just saying. Okay, this is this is my thing. I know all of us have had bad seasons before, and the 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 thing is, it's you just gotta stay positive. And a lot of times, at least for me, it's been really fun trying to figure out how I'm gonna make it work. Make it work. So <laughs> it's shitty losing, but I don't know. It's still fun. So put in work, boys. That's it, guys. That's our show. Best of luck this week, unless you're playing me. Um, and me. And we'll see you on the other. We'll see you on the other side, guys. Have a. Have a wonderful weekend. Go football. Bye.